What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Obsession. I'm Carl Becky. I'm Mike Stadler. Mike. Yeah, Billy, Billy, Billy asked us a question for this early season setup stuff. Billy. Yeah, Billy said, what do you guys suggest for setups for early season bucks? Food plots, mock scrapes, bedding areas, so on. Hmm. Well, I, uh, it'll come down to a couple different things, I think. Ah, uh, well, let's see. There's a lot to that. So you need uh, intel, yeah. the deer you want to hunt, um, are you hunting private or public? Um, yeah, if, if I'm gonna hunt an early season buck, I got a pattern. Yeah, I got a pattern. I gotta know where he's going, um, where, he where he's coming from, yep. where he's going. He's got to do it a lot. Yep. Um, I still have to have a stand that I can get in and out of safe. Um, I don't. I don't want to intrude in my main areas. Unless I really think my percentages are high of killing that deer, because um, I don't want to wreck the rest of the season. Right, you know. Um, I don't know. There's a lot goes into that. You you really got to be careful hunting them early like that. You know, I would say yeah. If you can, you get one that's coming to some uh, like a community food plot. We call them. Yeah, bean, bean field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bean field, an edge like that. Something you can think you can get on an edge and hunt that deer. Yeah, that would be the better way to try to do it. Yeah, you know, and, or, and then you better hope for an early cold front. Yeah, something that's going to push him up on his feet. <laughs> um, but I, I yeah, there's yeah. a lot involved in it. I mean, people that kill early season deer every year—that's how they're doing it. Yeah, but they've done a lot of yeah. work before that. It's so. a lot of intel, a lot of work, a lot of patterning and. You know, watching and I would say most big deer, if they're killed early, are caught in a transition from bed to food, not on the food. Don't get me wrong; I've seen some bucks shot, you know, on bean fields or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, usually, there's a lot more involved, whether the person knows it or not. Like the temperature change, cold front stuff. Rain weather is probably number one that most people don't don't pay attention to. Uh, deer move, big deer move onto food for a certain reason. If it's ninety some degrees out, he's not going to be on that field edge. No, no, and he will, but it'll be dark. Yeah, it'll be dark because uh, the temperature alone. Um, that being said, uh, the transition so staging areas are good if you can find what you think is a staging location. If you have your own property, uh, little kill plots, you know, third acre clover plot or something before their main destination food. But realize if you're gonna do that and it's early season, at least early for us is September here in the state we hunt in, um, he's gonna be better pretty dang close to that. So do your not educate him. <laughs> your entrance better be good. Yeah. And then you hope you better see him. Um, not for the simple fact of getting a shot at him, but hopefully he goes somewhere where you can get back out if you don't get a shot at him. Yeah, never position yourself between that that area and their main destination food because then you're educating them there yeah, too. Then you're trapped. Then you got to spend the night in sand, which has happened. Did not get up? Nope. <laughs> uh, let's just say you're public land hunting. Uh, I am not a firm believer in bombing into a bedding area. That's going to be contradictive to a lot of what you public land hunters uh, see. 
Now, Mike, on the other hand, is a lot more aggressive than me. So when we did hunt public, we would hunt right when Mike was hunting right next to the bedding area. And he would kill buck after buck after buck doing that. But public land, the other thing aspect of it too is you're competing like you guys always talk about competing against other hunters. Um, most of the buck bedding areas and good buck bedding areas are back a long ways. Sometimes you know those areas are good to hunt early. Yeah, that's other people aren't going to go out there. That's especially when it's hot and the bugs. Well, for instance, that great big ten pointer, and he didn't get to us until what ten thirty. 11 o'clock, 10.30. Uh, we used to have a property that we hunted was back off of food a long ways, and there's a big swamp in there. And uh, we were back in there, Mike was hunting, I was filming. That's how I set that stand. Yeah. Because I moved a camera to find him. Yep. And he was muddy. Yep, coming across uh, that. Yeah, all the way, halfway up his legs, so we knew he was where he was crossing. We actually <laughs> had to cross, uh, the same creek he, he was crossing a different location than we did, but we were a good couple miles back. Yeah, on that property, and uh, Mike ended up getting a narrow on him. Shot a couple bucks back there. I shot one of mine back there. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got to go where nobody goes on public, or get back off. Uh, at least the hardcore guys are going to go back in there. Um, yeah, I, I tell everybody, aspect. yeah, the, the public. You know, the further you can get in, the harder it is to get there, the better chance you got to kill them by one. Yep. Because people aren't going to go there. They're not going to put the work in. Sorry, don't get offended, but you're not going to. No, 99.9% so. <laughs> of the people won't. You're not going to kill a big buck back in there. They're there. Oh, yeah. There's more big bucks in there than there is on our properties. Yep. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> thing about public is if you screw it up, you can always go to a different spot. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's a. You know, we both killed a, a few deer early season. Yeah. But not a lot. No. You know, we've, we've done a lot of, like I always say, less is more. So we tend to sit back um, and evaluate and strategiate, I like to call it. <laughs> strategiate. Um, and just kind of see what we're going to do as the season progresses into where we want it to be. We will hunt a deer early yep. if the weather cooperates and we know that deer's in the location and will be. Yeah, 100%. Weather, weather for us is a big deal yeah. for early season hunting. Huge, a big cold front, let's just say early September, a big cold front, let's just say it was 80 degrees and the next day it's going to be 65. That's a big cold front. Yeah. Rain. Yeah, a 7 degree drop is a ton. Seven degrees, yeah. If you look at that for whitetail hunting. Um, you know, remember this. Don't get in a stand every day and think that that makes you a good hunter. No. You're not being smart. You know, and, and you talk to anybody. If you don't believe us, you get any of the people that are on TV or any of those people you see, they are not in stands every day. You know, there's a reason they put out these apps yeah. for the weather and the better times and stuff like that. They're doing the same things that we're doing, we're just monitoring our own, we're just not putting it out in an app. Why? Because we weren't smart enough to do that before. <laughs> we should have. Yeah, we should have. But anyway. <laughs> we didn't have it together yeah. back then. Good job on that one. Yeah. Another we, million dollar idea lost. Behind the game already, it just failed. But that's why you see them, you know, hitting certain stands and uh, watching cold fronts a ton. A lot, all of them do that. Yeah. You know, all the ones that you see them taking big deer. 
um, on their properties. That's what they're doing. So, and they'll take them early too. Oh yeah, if they can do it right, you know. But they're not going to take the 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 probability is very low early. Yeah, that's and the thing you got to remember. The other thing to remember: <laughs> bucks and does are different animals. And then this time of year. Uh, let's just say the beginning of September as the, the uh, velvet's coming off, the bucks are changing, they're actually separating. They don't want to be around other bucks, they kind of want their solitude now because now those guys are competition. It's like walking into a bar and you know there's 15 guys and two girls. Now we got a competition issue, right? So that's what's happening with them. Um, their only, their chances are uh, change progressively throughout the year. Um, big, big bucks are solitary animals. They think differently than does. Don't think you're gonna sit on the edge of a food plot and kill a great big buck. It's not gonna happen early season. And even if you've got pictures of him coming out in the same spot, and what I mean by early, I'm talking like mid-September, you guys. Yeah. Um, as things progress throughout the season, you know, you're gonna see things change. It's tough to kill big mature deer I'd say two weeks into the season in Wisconsin because number one they've been hunted already probably heavily um, and, and they're getting instant smart yeah they recognize when we come into the woods too you know uh, private land and public land public land certain areas the first you know I want to say what three-quarters of a mile yeah. it's gonna get hammered it's just, oh, yeah. the cow has it from people yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're walking out down the deer trails. Yep. So you think that yeah, deer are going to do it? Yeah, walk right down. Because it's easier to walk. Throwing their cigarettes out and spitting their chew and oh yeah, throwing their Snickers wrappers on the ground. Yeah, that helps. You know, whenever you, that stuff stops, keep going. Yeah, and then you'll you'll probably be okay. Yeah, go another mile. Yeah. then start to think about hunting. <laughs> um, yeah, public land is is a different animal all the way around. Deep, deep, deep is where we've shot almost all of our bigger bucks on public land. Um, if you've got private land behind public land, that private land can be good. Mm -hmm. um, but don't educate your deer going in there either, because yeah. you're going to ruin that. So, I mean, that's kind of you know early season hunter man tra in transition. Just don't exhaust everything to go after that one deer because you think you might, you know. Don't hunt your favorite stands for the rut, pre-rut stuff. Do don't do it. It isn't I worth it. I never even sat my favorite stand last year. I'm going to my feelings. Nah, you still killed the great buck. But yeah. then it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I always have stands where I'm like, I'm going to sit here on October 25th or October 31st, and this is the stand I'm going to be in. And, yeah, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> So that's kind of how we kind of how we look at yeah, it. Say, you know, I don't know. Sum it up. Do your homework. You know, it, like right now, this is the middle part of August. Yeah. Um, you should be out watching now. You know, in the stands, we always tell you about having your observation stands that are set back off of things. If you think you got a deer, you're gonna pattern. You better pattern him now. Yeah. Be watching him and see what he's doing. And you better be back, back out of there. Yeah, and I talk about an observation stand. Like you got a glass to see this deer coming out somewhere and seeing what he's doing. This is how I would go about searching for a deer, especially if I was hunting on public, near public, or even on my own personal <clears throat> land. Number one, I'm going to sit in an observation stand where I can see food that I know deer are going to be eating. So a bean field, okay, right now, or a clover or whatever, and I'm going to identify the deer I want to chase. 
Number one, found him. Okay, there he goes. He likes to eat right here, or he is eating right here currently. Number two, I'm going to go back in a ways and find where he's coming in and out of that location, making sure that I'm not educating him when I'm doing it, so using the wind to make sure that the direction of travel and the wind direction, my scent doesn't get pushed to where he was coming from. At that point, because it's still fairly early, right now we got, what, four weeks till bow season starts here? Only if you're counting. Only if you're counting. At that point, now I know his transition movement. I can either assume or take the time and go and find his bedding area. Don't assume. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would probably go in where I think his bedding area is and try to find a location where I think, you're never going to, unless you kick him up, find his bed. And you when he crosses, go into the bedding area, he doesn't mean go walk into the bedding area. <laughs> no. <laughs> No it means, you know, the outside edge of the bedding area to see if you see that trail that you think he's using. Don't be that guy in public land that just walks in the bedding area and ruins everything. Sits down. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's okay to do that early, you know, like, let's say springtime and maybe early summer or even midsummer because you're going to find locations where you want to hunt or whatever like that. But... If you start bobbing in there this time of year, you're going to change all the deer movement and whatever else. And if somebody else sees you bobbing in there, they're going to do the same dang thing, and now we got everybody and their brother back there. Because that's where it is. That's where it's going to go down. It's anarchy. It's anarchy. And uh, so that's how I would kind of go about patterning deer. Um, I would pick that transition area to hunt more than I would the edge of the food because you're going to have a better chance of seeing them during daylight. And I would wait until the wind was right and the temperature was cooling off or we had a reason for that deer to get up and move early because then you're going to even have a better chance. That's what I think. Yeah. Don't forget, too, you're going to hunt an early, early season buck like that. You're going to hunt a lot of really receptive does early. Oh, yeah. That still have fawns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going to run another two to four sets of eyes. Yeah. all over the place that that deer is going to pick up on very quickly. Yeah, I would say nine so, to ten times the amount of uh, yeah. those. Yeah, so the, just, just remember the other factors. Not that there's always not those factors, but the later in the season, you know, does start to run, they're a little more distracted, bucks are a little more distracted, uh, bucks are a little more amped up, yeah. looking to be aggressive, not really caring as much about other things because they're mad, yep. because they're male. That's true. So, you know, the, the odds shift in your favor later October yeah. is why most of us like that time of year. Yeah. <laughs> the other part of the two early season deal, just realize when you're going to look for that buck bedding, nine times out of ten, you're going to actually run into doe and fawn bedding before you actually get to the buck bedding. So you'll be blowing that out, which is blowing the deer back towards where the buck was, which is probably going to blow him out. So everything kind of transitions that way. Um, what, we're, what I'm trying to really say is you probably should have done your homework before this current time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But that's how I would do it for next year. Yeah, it's things to look at. You know, if you if you haven't been doing all this up to this point, it's probably, like Carl said, probably something you shouldn't be doing now because you're probably going to end up hurting your chances at that deer if you have a particular deer. Yep. Um, now it would be time to just let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, and move in on him late. Yep. You know, when you
we can have a better chance at them. Yeah, we will. In our opinion, we have yeah, <clears throat> we have shot bucks in early October pattern, you know, to food, um, but then again, we did it with cold front stuff, mm -hmm. so uh, that's how we go about doing it. I think. Correct, sir. All right. Well, appreciate the question. Thanks for the question. Hopefully that answered uh, what you wanted to hear or let you know what we would do at least. Um, if you guys want to listen to the podcast, you can check us out on Spotify, Google, MyHeart, Amazon, and Apple. Check us out here on YouTube if you want to subscribe to the channel. Lower right-hand corner, just hit the reboot. Like and subscribe. We appreciate it. Thanks.